Researchers at Durham University in the UK found that using warning labels on meat in grocery stores could actually lead to reduced meat consumption. The study, published in the journal Appetite, used labels warning about health, pandemic, and climate risks. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. New York has withdrawn most proposed regulations that would add requirements that pharmacy benefit managers opposed, including mail dispensing restrictions. PBMs argued the requirements would add billions in costs for consumers. The state's Department of Financial Services said it was withdrawing the regulations to further engage with interested parties and to collect more data to protect consumers. Parts of the country are getting better at surveillance for viral hepatitis, but few jurisdictions actually have enough resources to make meaningful progress toward eliminating the disease, according to a new report by HEPVIEW and the National Alliance of State and Territorial AIDS Directors. The report found that 70% of jurisdictions had viral hepatitis elimination plans in 2022. That's up 43% from 2021, but only 54 jurisdictions are actually implementing those plans. And CMS is holding public listening sessions on Medicare drug price negotiations. But recent reporting has revealed concerns about transparency and potential conflicts of interest at the sessions, which are meant to inform the agency's policies on the first 10 drugs to be negotiated. Politico Healthcare reporter David Lim is here to discuss the potential conflicts of interest at these public listening sessions. Hey, David. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me today, Ben. So let's set the scene first. Why are these listening sessions happening and what's the goal of them? So Medicare is holding these patient listening sessions to get feedback from individuals who take some of the first 10 drugs that Medicare is negotiating with the pharmaceutical industry for the first time. The idea is to get a sense of what the value of these drugs are in the day-to-day lives of people who rely on these medications. And what are the concerns being raised about these listening sessions related to the drug industry? So some of the concerns about these patient listening sessions really focus in on conflict of interest disclosures by people who have signed up to speak. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services had an intake form for signups where people who were interested in speaking were asked to give a little bit of information about themselves, if they were a patient, if they were a doctor, if they were a patient advocate. And while they were asked to disclose conflicts of interest, the agency did not actually require them to do so. And that has some people concerned that there is not adequate transparency in the interest that people may have or their affiliations when they're speaking and talking about the experience that they have with these drugs subject to negotiations. Do you have an example of one of these situations? There are a number of speakers who have spoken at the listening sessions so far for a number of drugs, so Interesto, Embrol, Eliquis. And my reporting found that one of the speakers, her name is Elizabeth Helms, did not disclose voluntarily a conflict of interest, and she was introduced as a patient advocate. And the thing that troubled some of the people that I spoke to about this is that she actually is a registered lobbyist for the group that she is associated with, and she lobbied on the Inflation Reduction Act itself and other drug pricing legislation. She also drew related compensation from the group that she's involved with. And another group that she leads out in California, another patient advocacy group, receives funding from Pharma, the brand drug lobby, as well as Pfizer. And this is just one example of several speakers who really weren't able to lay out exactly what their connections are, perhaps to the industry that is being subjected to these negotiations for the first time. What's being said on the other side of this? The pharmaceutical industry would point out that it's not just groups that are perhaps affiliated with the pharmaceutical industry in some way or another that are speaking at these sessions, and that there are groups that have connections to patient advocacy groups as well. 
For example, Doctors for America spoke, and they've received funding from the Arnold Foundation, which has been a pretty outspoken advocate for drug pricing policy. So I think that there's a little bit of a feeling on the industry side that everyone's doing this, and it's just part of the process, and the expectation that no one has an interest is perhaps misplaced. How do we expect that these listening sessions will impact the negotiations? That's a really good question, Ben. So CMS has said that they want to get a sense of what people's experiences with these drugs are, if there are other therapeutic alternatives that they think are perhaps not going to perform in the same way, what the experience is that they've had with the drugs. There's the indication, of course, that the drugs have been approved for by the Food and Drug Administration. But I think CMS is looking for a holistic view of what the value of the drugs are when they are developing price offer to these drug makers in the coming months. Well, thanks for coming on, David. Thanks so much for having me. And before you go, please follow our reporting from the Milken Institute Future of Health Summit next week. This year's summit will include meaningful conversations about medical research, preventive care, public health, and the role of advanced technology, including AI. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Felton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. That's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.